morning, everyone. It's Dr. P and welcome to the Daily Inspirational Podcast. Today, I'll be joined by a very special guest. His name is Chris Valente, and he's the director of sales for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, I met Chris um, maybe a decade ago as a patient in my clinic, and our friendship has just steadily grown through the years. And, you know, Chris is one of those guys that, uh, you know, he just, he's one of those give back kind of guys. He's always wanted to see others excel and do well. And, you know, getting him on my show was like a no brainer, at least the invitation anyway. So when I invited him and he graciously accepted, I was psyched. So anyway, Chris and his business partner, Rob Crane, have recently developed a new podcast called Front Office Features. You can find them on the web at frontofficefeatures.com. It's a podcast dedicated to mentoring those who aspire to work in the field of sports management. Chris is he's like the ultimate seasoned veteran and his compassion for others is just unprecedented. So I'm so lucky to have him today on the podcast and I'm even luckier to call him my friend. So without further ado, check out our conversation. All right. So I want to welcome my guest, uh, Chris Valente. Chris, great to have you on board today. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. I'm so excited I know, um, you know, you and I have known each other for a while now, and this is just part of our natural progression, isn't it? About 14 years. It's amazing. Has it been that long? Yeah, 2006. Yeah. That's when I moved up to Massachusetts. Yeah, because you were working in uh, for the Devil's Organization? I was <clears throat> in Lowell, in Lowell, Massachusetts. So I would come down from Lowell to see you in Hudson, get my uh, get adjusted from all my head issues that I was having. I, I and look, now I'm not fainting anymore. I know. I remember those old days. And I guess it was some some other doctor that you saw before that had studied under me. In, yeah, in Dr. Kevin world. Parks. Ke- Kevin, if you're listening, what's up, bud? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to send this episode My to family him. still goes to him regularly. Really? Yeah. He might have thrown a few of them out, but some of them still go there. Yeah, I I always loved him. Um, One of the good people in this world. And, you know, the the time that you and I have spent together over these past years has just been awesome for me. And and all the opportunities that I've had to go to events and things because of who you are and who you, uh, the man you are in business. And I guess that's one of the reasons why we're here today, which is I want to know more. And so does my audience about this month is really on entrepreneurship and you've been able to uh, create this dynamic that helps young people, you know, uh, become active and successful in your line of work. So I'm going to leave the mic to you for a moment and I want to hear what you've been up to. Yeah. So it's crazy now. I've been in sports 15 years of the business that you're talking about and I've never had a job a day in my life. And I, and my partner and I, Rob Crane, I've been very fortunate to do really cool stuff and be in a business that is probably looked upon by a lot of people in a different light than they really don't know the truth. So what he and I are doing right now are trying to give back and send send the elevator back down, as I like to say, and, and yeah. give people the knowledge and a peek behind the curtain of what really goes on to better prepare them to get into our industry and when they get into it to be successful because it's it's not an easy business to, to, to be successful in. Um, it requires a lot of sacrifice, a lot of people don't understand what the the pay is going to be, the hours. Right. It's not fantasy football that you're getting a job for. It's <laughs> actually real world work. Um, yeah. And it's it's sometimes hard for a 22, 23-year-old to adjust to that. So we're now providing that insight into the, our world and hoping that enough people will hear it and use that knowledge next time they have a conversation with myself or someone in the business. Right. So you guys, you, your partner, and you, you're both actually part of this world. Yep. So he's actually in the world too. He's not just like, 
you know, some, somebody who does podcasting or something, right. Is obviously in this business and knows what's going on. Yeah. He's been in the business 15 years as well. So he, he's actually the SVP of the Pawtucket Red Sox, our AAA affiliate, because I'm with the Red Sox. Right. And he's in the middle of building that new stadium out here in Worcester. So nice. he's launched a couple different teams around the country. So he has a lot of knowledge in terms of the, the way the world works. And, and he's this project that he's working on with Larry Lucchino to build a brand new stadium in Worcester. Right. Is, is enviable of most people. So for him to just give some, shed some light on that process to let people understand it, uh, I think people are intrigued by it. What, like, what is, what's the step process that it takes to get into your line of work? I mean, do you go, is it a college-based thing? They got to go through schooling and, and so talk me through that. Yeah, so I majored in sports management, but that is not a requirement. The, okay. the biggest requirement is while you're in school, to get active, right? Get involved. So when you graduate with this piece of paper that says, congratulations, you now owe $250,000 in debt, <laughs> what does that really mean? So what did you do while you were there? Did you get involved with the sports teams while you were there? Did you get involved with the stadium, the arena? Did you get internships? Did you network? Because if you wait to the moment you graduate to start looking for a job in, in my business, you're dead. You're, yeah. There's no chance, unless you know somebody. And that is not gonna be enough anymore because so many people want to work in sports and their answers for why is why we're doing this podcast is usually off because they're like, oh, I'm a huge sports fan. I have a passion for sports. It's like, yeah, you and the rest of America. <laughs> you and, especially from New England, man. I mean, like we were talking off camera. It's like we're, we're spoiled. It's completely spoiled. So and that's a great point. So a kid will graduate and say, oh, I'm from Boston. I want to work for the Red Sox, the Bruins, the Celtics or the Patriots. I'm like, OK, well, let's boil this down for you. <laughs> That's a pretty small group of, of, of jobs available. Right. You're probably going to have to move. I mean, you know, I, I was here. I left. I went to Albany right. and, and came back. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's just there's a lot of misinformation out there for these kids. And we're trying to educate them and tell them what they, they should know rather than what they want to hear. Should they be? So let's say a kid's coming out of high school and he's thinking, I want to I want to be involved in sports. Yep. I want to be in this industry. I want to I want to do it for my life because it's so exciting. They don't know how hard it is to work the way through it, I'm sure. But so when they get to school immediately, like in college, that's the first thing they got to be thinking is I need to network. I need to be involved. I need to figure out all these steps long before I get this piece of paper that says I have a degree. Immediately. I mean, and now with LinkedIn, I mean, it didn't that didn't exist when I was in college. The Internet was barely even a thing when I was in college. Facebook right. was just being invented when I was in college. You can reach out to anyone you really want to at this point. Uh, in, within the industry because their title's there, their contact information is there. And I'm always impressed by the kids who decide to do that right. and like reach out to the Boston Red Sox and say, hey, can I have some time? And I always say yes. And I know a lot of people in my industry do. So right. if you're that kid and you actually have a connection with me before you you graduate and four years later, you're looking for a job and I and we've built this rapport, whether it be with us or somebody else, I can at least help you. Right. Do you like get involved with interns at all? Yeah, no, so less and less now as I've progressed in my career, but we do have a, a sales associate program that these kids come in for under a year post-grad and work for us, right. where we train them and, and build them up and help them get ready for their next job. And they hope to stay with us, but if not, we, we, we guarantee them that we will help them get a role within the industry, whether it be in Boston or California or whatever. So right. uh, it's, it's really all about just giving back and like, I wish I had that when I was younger. Right. I mean, that's what's so cool about podcasts. Number one, you can get great information from people who care. 
Yeah, and the barrier to entry is getting a microphone and setting up and hanging out with your friends and talking about what you like, right? I know. So, I mean, ugh, some days I just pinch myself and I think, I, you know, I have a 30-year career as a doctor and I've loved it. But at this stage, I'm, I'm a little tired. My body's a little beat up from doing it. Yeah. But my lips still work. Yeah. And you can <laughs> you hang know? out and just shoot the shit with your friends, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, you know, and, and get something out, out to young kids. So one thing that I'm hearing you say, and by the way, for our, even our audience, I didn't have any of this conversation with you before. So it's kind of, I'm learning from you, which is really cool about podcasting. But so when it comes to the, the kids that are, you know, they're, they're, they're getting out of school. I only assume that they need to work for free for a while. Is this a, is this a piece of it or not? Well, it used to be, the laws have changed, but no, I think it's, it's, you probably look at it from an hourly rate. It's probably free. So I think it's obviously an extremely stressful time when you graduate, right? Your parents are telling you, Hey, you got, you have a degree, you need to get a job. Yeah. Well, I'm actually talking pre-degree. Oh, pre-degree. Yeah. So yes, get out there, volunteer, get your resume loaded with experience. So when you come and sit down and talk to me, when you do finally graduate or while you're doing this, you have a story to tell rather than you were a, a, a waiter at Applebee's like right no offense Not to that Applebee's, a problem with that either but, but if, yeah. if you're trying to set yourself up for a career post post school you got to make those sacrifices while you're young you got to put down the, the beer bottle at Thursday night and go volunteer with the sports team who might be having a game that night so right. at least you have a story to tell other than a, hey I have a degree yeah and it shows hunger completely yeah exactly. and it shows people willing to do what it takes because you're competing with thousands and thousands of people for five jobs that's crazy yeah i mean i tell people all the time like you want to be the cmo of a boston team there's four jobs in the city of boston wow so so what's the likelihood of you getting that role so what was the likelihood of you getting your position how did that happen (sighs) yeah i mean so i was fortunate because sports probably 15 years ago in in the industry hadn't evolved to what it is today there was only so many sports management programs in school I went to UMass, which was one of the top two in the country. Right. So when I was graduating, I was at the same, but I was like, what do I do now? And an opportunity <laughs> came up to work for the Giants. So my first gig out of school was to go work for the New York Giants in community relations. So they drafted Eli and me the same year. I tell everybody, <laughs> he's still, he's still playing. I'm still playing. We're, we're doing great. Yeah. Uh, he got a little bit of a bigger signing bonus than I did, yeah. but, uh, but I think you're doing a better job. <laughs> you know, yeah, right now people might argue that, um, right. which is funny, but, uh, lo- I love Eli. Yeah. But uh, so I got in the business and and was tail between my legs, walked in. I'm like, wow, I'm working for the New York Giants. I'm around Michael Strahan, Tiki Barber, Eli Manning. Like, this oh is amazing. God. Like, yeah. it's only downhill from here. <laughs> Luckily, it's been all uphill. Yeah. Um, it's been great. Uh, but uh, so I got in and then I realized early on that, that while well, I loved my job, I would mean I was making, I still have my first paycheck. It's framed. No kidding. $525 after two weeks after taxes. Cool. In New York. In New Jersey area, yeah, I'm gonna live on the streets. So I was like, gonna say that I get you a taxi ride yeah, across town. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, this isn't gonna work. I love my job, but I need to make some money. Right. So then I went into the whole sales thing with the Devils for the next eight years, and yeah. here I am sitting, a two-time World Series champion with the Boston Red Sox, 15 yeah. years later. So I'm gonna be a little selfish and ask you, which of the four sports gives you the greatest thrill? <sighs> you know what? So I was a baseball player growing up. Uh, and I played, I was like on five teams. I had a passion for baseball and I was getting knocked out all the time. It was from baseball, oddly enough. Yeah. Being able to have a world series ring is, I can't even put it into words. And now I have two and I have two kids. And so I'll be to give them each, each something to remember me by when I'm gone. My daughter's getting the bigger one. The last one this past year was ginormous. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's, it's really special to have a world series. I mean, I grew up a Yankee fan. Everybody knows I grew up a Yankee fan. I'm from yeah. New Jersey, 
But to be part of that rivalry and understand it and then have a Red Sox World Series ring, I can appreciate it just as much as if I had grown up a Red Sox fan. Doesn't that just make your passion so much more for what you do as well? It makes it easy. Yeah. Like, I don't have a job. Like, I I go go to work, I guess you could say, but I'm getting paid to do something I love. And if you can do that in life... That just changes everything. Like, that is life right there. You don't dread waking up and getting out of bed in the morning or having to be at the ballpark. And people ask me all the time, does it get old when I'm down on the field before the game with folks and for they're getting on? I'm like, the second it gets old, I'm out. Right. I'm done. It's when you know it's over. But don't you feel like when you like when somebody comes on to the field, maybe for the first time, you've been there a thousand That's times. That's the best moment for me, though. Right. You relive it. It's the like watching someone's face saying, oh, my God, I'm on Fenway Park standing on the field and they're all of a sudden it reverts to their childhood memories because most people from new england's childhood memories are fenway park absolutely you know my grandmother she passed uh, some time ago but um i'm sitting upstairs i'm having a conversation with her and just kind of shooting the crap and she says um yeah i saw babe ruth pitch for the uh, in the world series in 1918 how cool is that? I go, what? <laughs> she goes, yeah, it costs like 25 cents to go to the game. I took the the tee from Arlington down to the game. I was 16 years old. I hooked school and I watched Babe Ruth pitch in the World Series. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm just like, what? And then you can walk on the same field that Babe Ruth was on. Like, there's, I mean, the garden's gone. The whole, yeah. the Patriots are playing in a new stadium. Fenway Park's 107 years old now. Yeah. Think about how much stuff has happened there, and and everybody here in Boston can revert back to being a child for three hours while, right. while they're up, when they step foot on that field. And for and me to be able to do that for somebody mm-hmm. is awesome. That's I mean, you did that for me one day. Uh, I remember this. I was it was some afternoon, and you had called the office and said, "Hey, I've got a couple of tickets to a Bruins game tonight." And for those of you who do or don't know, I my biggest tickle out of the four groups is the Bruins. Uh, I love them all, but the Bruins are my favorite of all. Black and gold. Black and gold, baby. I just, I can't get enough of it. So um, I think you were working for Nesson at the time and said, yep. why don't you come on up? I've got a, a, a luxury suite with Nesson and you know, you were busy doing your work, but I sat there with my son, Lorenzo for like, I don't know, maybe a, almost a, a period and a half and no one else had shown up. I'm sitting in this luxury suite watching the game and my son is having like 9,000 Coca-Colas, yeah. which his mother would have killed him. But he, he, does he remember this probably? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's those moments that you can help people create. That's, that's it's funny there's because nothing else to do in the world. You said to him, <clears throat> excuse me, you got Lorenzo. My son's Lorenzo. So Lorenzo, um, what could make this better? You know, how much you love in this? And he goes, it's really good. But next time, can we go into the locker room? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that kid's thinking large right now. I kind of like that. Aim big, right? You we're- know, and another time you, uh, you were so gracious to uh, get tickets for me and my wife. And we went to the broadcast booth. Yep. And that was so much fun. I met Dale met and Dale. Billy and all the guys. I was like, and you know what? It, it, to the testament to the world that you live in and the people that work there, they're all really cool people. Yeah, I, I, and that's what it is. Is like once you get in, it, it humbles you because you, do, you if if you lose that humbleness yeah. about what you're getting to do for a living, then you're kind of an asshole, right? right. Like, I'm getting yeah. paid to do this. Like, you just be kind to people and right. understand the world that we're fortunate enough to be in that people for three hours get a glimpse into. And right. when you do that, you should be you should be kind. And that can be taken away in a second by life because life is cruel. At times. I've seen it happen <clears throat> to right. many people. I was sitting in the uh, broadcast booth. And it was just before the game had began, and I turned around, and Brick was there. And I was like, oh, I got to go say hi to Brick. So I remember I, this. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> so I went over, and I said, uh, 
hi, I'm Pete. He goes, I'm Brick. I'm like, yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> I've watched every damn game you played in, right? He was so much fun. And my wife went over. She was scared to death. And Brick was like, yeah, my wife's cute anyway. She's yeah. like, come on over here, honey. Get Hockey players picture. aren't going to turn away a conversation with a nice, pretty lady. No, not no. at all, right? No. Oh, my God. And who became the greatest fan? My daughter, Angelina. She loves hockey. Yeah. We met uh, Terry O'Reilly upstairs at, at the uh, the garden. Mr. Hurricane. He was so much fun. And my daughter, you know, I'm this, people who, maybe this is the first time you're hearing it. This My deal is inspirationalism. Yeah. I love to teach people to just be inspired, to have a great life. So I'm standing there, and here comes Terry O'Reilly. And he comes out of the, the, the one of the suites. And I was upstairs in one of the suites. And he goes, I go to my daughter. That's Terry O'Reilly. She goes, who's that? I go, he's part of the big bad Bruins. I tell him the whole story. And he walks by me and he goes over to get onto the elevator. And um, so I looked at Angelina and I said, oh, I would love to have a picture with him. She goes, well, then go do it. My, yeah. daughter, my daughter, well, then go do it. I go, oh, no, I don't want to bother him. He's with a bunch of people. And she goes, look, dad, um, you're going to regret it if you don't ask him. Now just go over and do it. And I'm like, oh my God, she's me. <laughs> Sales 101, right. ask for the business. That's what I did. So I go over and she had the Bergeron game jersey on. And he's, I said, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those people. He's not my best bud. I wish he was. Yeah. Right. So I said, yeah. Mr. O'Reilly, he turns around, looked at me. I said, would it be all right if I had a photograph with you and my daughter? And he goes, absolutely. And he looked at the people he was with and he said, give me a moment. And, and hockey player. So you asked me about the sports. Hockey players are the best. Yeah. Those guys, they're just from a different breed. They're from, they're backwoods Canada. Right. They're the biggest city they've ever seen is a Walmart. And then they get down here in the States. It's like, wow, this is yeah. unbelievable. And they're just, they're just humble. They're just very humble guys. Especially when you play in a city like Boston, you know, with yeah. all, all of, with everything it has to offer. It's like, if you can't find fun here, you're already. I mean, and this is a, and this is a hockey town. Yeah. Like when the Bruins are good, you can sense it. Yeah, and like this, this, this is a blue collar town. It was a painful end of the year. But when I looked back this, at this past year, I watched every single game and I realized how much joy they brought me. Yeah. Regardless, I want that cup. So don't get me wrong. Of I'm course. not trying to make excuses. I mean, it was painful and I suffered, but we'll come back. You know, just like the Pats came back two years ago from a. It's from just a so. Loss. It is. People don't realize how hard it is to win. It is so hard. Even to just to get there yeah. is amazing. But then to win, and it's just, it's really, really hard. Yeah. In it any is. sport. In any sport. And what's, that's what the, the Patriots are ridiculous. I don't, I don't even understand. That, they defy just, logic. That's a freak thing. It doesn't make it? any sense. It makes no sense. <laughs> you know what makes sense is how much people hate us for it. Because I get, they wish I, they so, had it. You know what's funny is I'm growing up in New Jersey as a Yankee fan. Everyone grew up up here hating the Yankees. And it's yeah. hilarious to watch now the New Englanders have become exactly what they hated. And now you understand why everybody, <laughs> now you understand. The evil empire. Yeah. It's, it's, now you get it. It's yeah. like, okay, we understand now too. Like I get it. I'm sick of the Patriots. Let's go. Somebody else needs to win. But right. yeah, it's the whole Yankee thing. So what's the name of your podcast? Uh, front office features. Front office features. So you two guys in the front office oh, oh. talking about two guys in the front office talking about real world sports stuff. And then we're going to be interviewing real world people and executives that are also in the business to get their takes and how their career started and to give advice. So our first one that we'll be rolling out Tuesday is Larry Lucchino, nice. who will be in the Baseball Hall of Fame and is the CEO emeritus of the Boston Red Sox. I mean, not a bad guy to start with. So right, right. That guy knows a lot of stuff. We're pretty good at marketing, you know, like we'll use that name to get people interested. So yeah, Larry tells his story and he was involved in Watergate, which we had no idea, which wow. is incredible yeah. with Hillary Clinton. I was we were like, wow, this is nuts. I mean, he was a lawyer and this whole thing. So uh, that's kind of what we're going to be doing is just giving a week recap of like what happened in the world of sports and then 
giving a peek behind the curtain to like show you how something may have gotten done and, and give right. some more insight. So if I were to like completely stop being a doctor and forget all this inspirational stuff, I could come and start my career. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. No. Uh, yeah. I, I always tell people who later in life who, tr who are like, hey, listen, I want to move over to sports. I'm like, don't do it. Just, right. just don't do it. It's, yeah. it's you, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. You know, it's funny. One of my uh, family members had said to me, they knew I was speaking for a big company. I was doing a keynote address and now they go, how much you get paid for that? And I told them and they go, I should be doing yeah. that. Yeah. I go, then do it. Do it. I, I, someone this <laughs> week said, I saw you launched a podca podcast. I, I want to do that. I'm like, so do it. So do it. Like you literally need to buy your right. microphone, turn on your computer <clears throat> and just start. And then you, who knows where it's going to go. But the, here's the other piece of that puzzle, right? You have put in tremendous effort, consistent action, your whole career, your yeah. whole life, right? That's what gets you here. And most people just won't see that. Yeah, no. I, and our message to people too is like, listen, just get off your ass. Like right. if you want to make something happen, go do it. And what's the worst that's going to happen in your early twenties? If you fail, pick yourself back up, but yeah. that's the time to try. Even if you fail, I, I had a, a guest on and uh, he's probably listening right now. Joe D out there in uh, LA, Joe, Awesome to I feel like as an Italian, on. we all know a Joe D. <laughs> I know, right? Everybody knows a Joe D. It's I know like, a Joe D. You know a Joe D. And it's so it's awesome, uh, you know, being around the Italian market. I, I can't help it. I'm Italian. What are you going to do? I live that way. I'll probably start giving you. Uh, We're doing a good job keeping our hands down right now, <laughs> not know, speaking with our hands. Uh, but it's just nice to have people come on board that, um, you know, just have a message that's, that's going to resonate. And your message is uh, obviously that you can have these amazing careers filled with passion and excitement. 100%. But you're not getting it without the hard work that goes in, or into it. Or take a chance. Right. Like, like, get up, like I said, just chase your dream when you have a, ch a chance because things get in the way. Life gets in the mm -hmm. way. Like, yeah. I can't make the same decisions I made 15 years ago to take this risk and move up here and take the job I did because I now have a family and I'm making the decisions for four people versus one person. One, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I always encourage people like, listen, the best case scenario for you in life is you get to do something you love. Right. And the only way you're going to figure out if that's going to happen is if you actually try and go do it. Right. You know, it's funny. I was, I, I kind of got uh, off track there with Joe. Joe had said to me, he left the Spartan race company and he had been working with them for a bit and decided it was time to, for him to, you know, chase uh, a bigger dream for himself. Yeah. He goes, but when I got out there, you know, immediately it, it wasn't easy. He was taking a hit, you know, he, things weren't working right. He goes, but you know what? If he said to himself, if it doesn't work and I get spanked and I go bankrupt, which is my worst case scenario, I'm in my twenties. Right. I can exactly. recover. You know? I mean, you can always go home. You can always go home. You can always go home. Just, and then pick you up your, your bootstraps and, and do it again. Everyone's failed, right? Yeah. If, if, if you go through life without a failure, then congratulations. So everyone's going to fall down at some point. It's just a matter of how you pick yourself back up. And, and you're so right because everybody, the, the, the antithesis or the opposite of, of growth and development is pain and suffering and failure. Obviously, they have to go hand in hand. That's how you measure life in the first place. I mean, look at athletes. That's the that's the epitome of athletes. I yeah. mean, Tom Brady was a backup quarterback. <laughs> right. He wasn't even the starting quarterback, and he was drafted in the seventh, sixth, sixth Six round. round. Yeah, and he could have said, "All right, well, I'll be a typical sixth rounder, and that's it." Just or be I a can, backup for five years. We're all going to work my butt off, and I'm going to be who are the greatest of all time. And right. I mean, that's no different than your career. It's that's you control that. And you mentioned humility and, you know, and being humble and your journey. And I mean, I look at him and I think, well, there's a, a great example of humility. Somebody who's made it to a specific level that, you know, 
anybody who wants to be in that arena, that's the that's the gold medal standard. If you but can he, marry Giselle and stay humble, congratulations. <laughs> right. <laughs> to have the life that that guy has. Right. And and you know, he everything he touches turns to gold. It's yeah, I, he was kissed from God or something. I don't know. That guy yeah. has been blessed and he but he's earned it. He's he works his butt off. I mean, yeah. that documentary where he got to see behind his life for a little bit. Yeah. He's 43 years old out there, still busting his ass in his backyard, working out. And he's as good as he, he's better than he was in yeah. the combine. And he's, he's driven. It's all, I mean, he's on a different level. Listen, yeah. you don't have to be Tom Brady to be happy in life, but yeah. sure, it's all the same principles of like, he chased his dream, he went for it, he got it. And you yeah. can do the same if whatever business you want to be in. Right. You just have to keep working at it and work through the pain. But I would, I would say this, that for every very successful man or woman that we see out there there's a support st- uh, staff behind them which is probably mom and dad to begin with oh yeah to help instill those values and how to work past your difficult moments and i you know that's not spoken enough about and no. especially in the youth generation now you're trying to help these young kids get out there and and really understand what they're about to get into and how to maximize it but the message is Dude, if you don't get up and do it, it's not going to happen on its own. No, nobody anymore. Nobody gives you anything, right? No. Nobody's going to just hand you something. If you're fortunate enough to be born into that, congratulations. But most of the time, you have to go earn what you get. And right. nobody's just like, here you go. Here's a job. Here's the, here's the, here's the playbook. Off you go. Right. You have to go <clears throat> earn it yourself. You know, I don't know if you remember this, but when we met, we've been talking quite a bit about baseball and hockey and yeah. all and you know in your basic development but there was a time in there when you said to me the most important thing to you at that time which i see is now developed is that you cared a lot about kids yeah and that you really wanted to help bring kids along so they could have a dream and that they could make it happen well that's also the reason i'm still in sports is it kind of kills two birds with one stone right so the power of sports to give back to make a kid's day we were talking about the memories that your son will have forever. Yeah. Like that is really cool stuff. Yeah. And if you just flip a kid a baseball or a hockey puck or, or when the athlete walks into a hospital room and a kid's sick and all of a sudden they perk up like nothing else. Yeah. Like there's what other better feeling in the world is that than to just make some child's day or forever. Like they're going to remember that forever. Right. And that's a powerful thing to have. And I, I, I appreciate that power. And I always instill that into my um, people underneath me. It's like, look, don't take it for granted. But also give back because you're very fortunate to be paid to be here, but people would kill to have your job. Right. And, you know, I I assume that after a a lot of years of doing something like you're doing, what's going to make it seem like it's like still the first day is the people you surround yourself with. It's all about who you work with. It's you could say you work for the Boston Red Sox, but if the people around you aren't good people and they're not fun to be around and you're not enjoying their company, right. your day-to-day is going to be miserable. I, I, it's it's sometimes more important to the, who you work for as your boss, yeah. that you're growing from them, learning from them, than necessarily saying you get to work for the Boston Bruins, right? Like, great, right. congratulations, but if you go home and you're miserable every day, yeah, what's the point? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, like if the Bruins had called me, one thing is kind of a little bit of a, I don't know if it's a dream, it's kind of a little wish list, so I don't put a lot of stock in it, but I had a chance to be the um, the personal development coach in the National Women's Soccer League in the, with the Boston Breakers, and I really enjoyed my time with those athletes. And, you know, a little tickle in me would always love to be one of those type of inspirationalists that work with the players on a professional hockey team, but not just any hockey team. The Boston Bruins. <laughs> the Boston Bruins, you know, so it's like, ah, but you know what? That may happen in the future. It may happen. It may happen because I... Life comes at you in funny ways. It really does. And, you know, I'm on the the latter half of my life, right? I'm in my mid-50s. 
I don't know how much time my journey will give me. None of us do. Yep. So it, it, even now, the message that I have for the young kids out there is, you know, it's carpe diem, right? It's you've got to seize the day because you might waste 20, 30 years thinking that maybe someday, you no, know. No, that's 100%. And that's why we say in your 20s, if you're going to do it, do it because you can't do it in your mid 50s sometimes to take those risks because you have a family. Yeah, you have so much riding on it that even still, if you did it and made it, it would be absolutely awesome. And I find myself yep. in that position now. You know, I still have some critics that are like, you're going to give up a 30 year career as a doctor to just be a podcaster slash video guy slash speaker. I'm like, but if you're yes. happy, yeah, yes, because you're happy, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, and people change careers all the time. Of course. I mean, you get, you go through life and you, you're not the same person you were. I'm not the same person I am at 37 than I was at 22. Like I've changed. Well, completely. I can attest to that because yeah. I've watched you grow all these years. Yeah. Now you got a full beard. And now, yeah, I have a full beard. Yeah, all I'm the like, hair that was on yeah. your head is it's now on, on your my, chair. It's on my face. Yeah. That's I just, just for me to prove that I can't do it. Absolutely. So I will say that after all the time that we've spent together, I've actually watched your dream develop. And it's so inspiring just to see it in the first place because, you know, I think back to the time when you and I were spending time together in my practice, you had a bad shoulder, you'd had yeah. some other issues going on. It was on. a mess. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough time for you then. And I got to breathe a little bit of something into your world at that time that I think you just needed. You needed some of that stability about your brain and about all these injuries that you had. You went through a lot of stuff that I personally saw of you physically and uh, you overcame those things too. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's also, it goes like you're in your twenties and you don't even think about it. Cause you think, Oh, I'm in my twenties. I'm fine. I'm healthy. But stress is a killer. I, I had no idea what it was doing to me. So at the end of the day, I was like, why is my shoulder hurt? Why am I gaining weight? What is going on? Like, I don't understand. I'm happy. I love my job, but I was, I was stressed because I, I was working a lot and you were working a lot. It's working a lot. And I mean, that's this business. It's, that's, that's what we tell people is like, it's not a nine to five. This is a lifestyle and you're working three and three days and three weekends in a row and you holidays and so forth. So right. It, it breaks you down and you don't sometimes listen to your body and you get in trouble like I did. And, you know, you're so right, because <clears throat> when it comes to working hard, I mean, here's another piece that I've witnessed in, you know, in you, uh, in your journey is that when you when it's time to work, man, you got to work, you got to work, you got to work. And it's not all glory. No, there's a lot of hard it's stuff. Still, that, it's still work. It's work. That's why they call it work. Right. But when I see you on television, right, and when I see you on on the Green Monster and all the times I've been down the park with you, it's like I get to see what has been created by a skillful um, blueprint of where you want to go. Yeah. And I think that's pretty cool. So I know that these anybody that comes and listens to your podcast is going to go, oh, this is gold. I hope so. Because I don't know, is there anybody else that's out there right now that's doing exactly what you're doing? So we don't think so. I think that's why we did it. We think there's a white space for people who are still actually in the business on yeah. a day-to-day to, to be able to provide all that insight. There's people around the business that talk about it, right. but um, we think that being in the business will provide more uh, context for people that are trying to get some feedback. So Yeah, if I was going to take batting practice from Jim Rice... That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, right? So, yeah. you know, hearing it or experiencing it from somebody who's had the passion for it is huge. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, as you grow and you you learn to work smarter too. So this business can burn you out. And that's the biggest that's the biggest thing that happens to people early in their 20s is they get burnt out because of all the hours and they see their friends out on a Thursday night and they're having fun and they're at, the, they're at work. Right. 
I've learned to work a lot smarter and obviously as babies come along and family, you have to prioritize stuff and then yeah. you just have to have a very good work-life balance to, to continue to be fortunate to still be in this business and a support system. Like you said, at home, I have a very supportive wife who yeah. is very understanding of my job yeah. uh, where some people might not have that. Yeah. Your wife is amazing. I know she's probably going to listen to our podcast. Yeah, I think so. And um, we, we know we have one listener from, from her. <laughs> she is. She's the cutest thing in the world. And um, in your kids, forget it. You know, Zach and Emma are just like awesome. They so. are. They are. We were very lucky. I mean, we have two extremely happy, healthy children, which is all that matters. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day. Every, if tomorrow I don't work in sports, but my kids are still around. You're happy. I'm Zach. good. Yeah. Um, and my career today, I've, I've always said if, if tomorrow for some other reason I can't do this anymore. No regrets. I've been very fortunate. I've experienced stuff that most people would only dream of. Right. And it goes back to because I chased my dream. My, my parents who were extremely supportive of everything and going into this, yeah. always ask like, how are you going to make a career out of this and make any money? <laughs> like, they're like, you're going to be living at home forever. Like, right. and, uh, they, they still say that this is like, well, wow, not bad for a kid who 15 years ago, we were questioning, how is this going to work? Right. But they, they told me like, chase it, go for it. If this is what's going to make you happy, we're all in. That's all the more reason for people to follow you because they see that it can be done. Yeah, it can <clears throat> From be. From a kid with no privilege. None. Just uh, an idea and some passion. Yep. And one of the first things you said to me along the way is, I just want to help. I, was, I wasn't shocked. I was like pleasantly surprised to hear you say, you know, I, I kind of want to get into helping kids. I want to help the next generation get to the next level. And I was like, wow, holy crap, you are the real deal. No, I, I've enjoyed going to colleges and speaking to kids and like they're engaged and you can see that they're actually like listening. I've talked to some high school kids too. They're a little bit yeah. tougher. Yeah. Uh, they're just, they just want to get through the day. Yeah. Sure. We're like a kid in college is they're, they're a class cause they've chosen to be there and yeah. you can tell that they're really into it. And uh, whenever, like I said, whenever someone reaches out to me on LinkedIn to just to talk about advice yeah. i always say yes I've, I've never said no yeah i always encourage people to do it i'm like i'll do it anytime you want i'll do it late at night early in the morning during lunch weekends whatever because i would have appreciated that at my stage of my career when i was 20 21 trying to figure this out yeah. if an executive of a sports team would be willing to take 5 10 15 minutes to talk to me yeah, I mean, I think it's amazing. And the networking part, I don't mean network with people just because you're trying to get something, but you and I have networked with each other just because we're friends. It's a relationship. Yeah, we've built something that's strong enough, then here we are today, and where will we be next? I, I don't know. If you, you told know? me in 2006 we'd be sitting down here doing this, I'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you're nuts. <laughs> what's, what's a podcast? podcast? <laughs> you know what that what's is? What's an iPhone? I don't even know what that is. Right, and it's just like the opportunities are, are abound, but I watched you almost break at one point. And I'm like, man, I hope he finds that nut sooner than later because yep. your body's going to physically snap. And I don't think I don't say that to scare the audience. I want them to know, though, that when they go into your line of work, they're going to work. Yeah. And it's a good time to get in when you're young. No, and I was I was lucky to have someone like you to get me back on track because it's, it's and eventually it's yourself. You have to do it for yourself. Right. You yeah. look in the mirror and say, this can't go on. I have to fix this. Right. Um, and you had to find ways to de-stress and make sure I was taking time and. I was taking vacations. They just weren't the right vacations and right. getting my mind off of it and just learning to be a better person for myself yeah. uh, to not have my body break down in my early 20s. And uh, it's it's definitely helped. And I've, I've, I mean, I feel great. I'm, yeah. As you ever see me every couple of months, I, yeah. my body seems a little bit better than when you see me on a weekly basis. Well, we're going to find out in a minute when yeah. I take a look at you after this podcast. I might, I might break, I might break in half <laughs> when you go to snap those back. 
you are you are obviously a very blessed man uh, knowing your family and knowing you and I'm like wow and then to see what you're now willing to offer to everybody else I think it's imperative that people get on your dang podcast and start listening it's fun right yeah like it's just it just feels good to do good and it's just, if everyone in the world was doing that it, the world would be a better place and I think that's where the relationship parts come in the more relationships the more healthy relationships that you foster when you fall, somebody will be there to pick you up. Completely. You, you know? get the negativity in your life out. Right. Like, do not surround yourself with negativity. Like, the drama as you get old, like, you don't even want to be involved in that. Like, who's got time to deal with negativity? Like, you must see that even in the athletes at times when things go a little sour. Locker rooms can turn a little quickly. awful. Yeah, right. Quickly. Yeah. It's a stressful situation. There's a lot of money on the line, and it's th- their careers are on a different I mean, they're, they have a short window, yeah. short window. And they're all trying to make that big money before it's over. Right. Um, and it gets, they're together so much. They're, I mean, the ath- people think an athlete's life is very glamorous and don't get me wrong. We'd all probably love that life. Sure. But there's a lot of cons to it. Like you don't see your family. You're on, living out of a suitcase. You're on the road. Yeah. It's a long, long season. I always think that like baseball has got to be the longest haul of all oh, the yeah. sports. I mean, over 160 games. It's yep. like, holy crud. How many cities are you in? How long are you away from? I mean, think, I mean, think about how people talk about jet lag after one trip. These guys are going from city to city to city to city, back to home, back on the plane again, like at all hours of the night, flying through, landing. Then they got to play baseball. Right. And I know and well. it's and I know it's not the most like physically taxing sport, but yeah. it's still mentally extremely like it's oh, yeah. baseball is all mental. You know, I, I listened to some of the interviews of other athletes that have come and come played at Fenway Park and they're fired up. Yep. Because they're coming back to the seat of where, you know, all of this began. It's the oldest stadium in sports right now. Right. And it's Wrigley Second, maybe. Wrigley Second, yep. yeah. And thank God they didn't chop it up into, you know, some new stadium and get rid of it. Our yeah, we've been for our ownership group, Henry and, and, and Warner made a commitment and then there's actually Larry Lucchino who is in charge of rebuilding the stadium to make sure and they put over 300 million dollars into Fenway to make sure it doesn't fall down like yeah. just to make sure it can even still be operable right. and I, I can't foresee the ownership group who broke the curse tearing down Fenway Park that's probably not going to be them yeah um eventually fenway will probably have to go unfortunately it just structurally will never yeah. last forever but i hope it's not in my lifetime i don't think it'll be in our lifetime but yeah. eventually i mean buildings they falter and L- especially L- when they were built unless they're the coliseum or something that, that's true yes that, that <laughs> is an Pantheon. amazing that's an amazing thing um but there's also not thirty thousand people sitting in there every single night correct uh but no it's it's to be able to call fenway park your office right I mean, again, like... So let me ask you about that. Where is your office? Do you have an office there? So we've exploded from the size of an organization. We're actually moving into a new office outside of the ballpark because we're just getting so big. So we're yeah. moving actually above Fenway Johnny's. Are you really? <laughs> yeah, our above new office is literally going to be above Fenway Johnny's. Wow. Um, brand new two floor, but we are... There's people in Fenway. There's people now across the street from Fenway. There's over 300 people that work for the Red Sox. Wow. Um, on a full-time wow. basis. Well, that's good. You can go downstairs and hang out with John. Yeah, I think uh, five o'clock is going to sound a little bit different upstairs. And then when the, the bar opens and we're going to hear people sauntering in or on a weekend when again, people are pre-gaming. So. Yeah, I was just uh, talking to John. Uh, for, I want to say a quick hello to John Karen, uh, who owns and operates uh, West End Johnny's. And, and now uh, Fenway Johnny's. Fenway Johnny's. Fantastic places to go. Um, John is... Wow. I saw him the other day in our suite. You did, yeah. yeah. He was hanging around. He's a, He's a legend. He's a nut. I go in there, and John and I have known each other for years. I went into the brought some. Matter of fact, you were uh, kind enough to give me some tickets to go see the Red Sox and the yep. Yankees play. Yep. I brought a young kid with me, a la 
you know, what we're talking about today. Get the young kids involved. He's a college athlete, loves baseball. We had a so, wonderful time. So he had a great time. He really did. I had a good time with him. Of course, he meets John, and John is so influential with all the people that he knows. But No, he's an FOJ. Is he an FOJ now? Yeah, he you know, get the friend of John card? Yeah, the FOJ card. Yeah. You got to have that. Got to have that. And, you know, I asked John, I go, uh, can I have one? He, FOJ card means friend of Johnny, yep. for those who didn't know. It just, uh, you get into the- You oh, skip the line. You skip the line, basically. Yep. And you're like, well, what's the big deal? Well, if you've ever been to Johnny's, man, On the line- Saturday gonna, night in the Bruins game, you <laughs> right. want to skip the line when it's freezing cold outside. Oh, God. I was uh, I was coming down the, uh, I went to game seven with my wife, um, Lisa. It was her birthday, May 28th, 2011, when they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in game seven, one to nothing. I was at that game. You were too? Rachel, I surprised, we were living in Albany and I surprised Rachel when we came back for that game. Oh, that that was, game was unbelievable. That was so exciting. That might have been one of the, not might have been, that was one of the best sporting events I've ever been to. Yeah. You know what? There were no penalties. None. No fights. And then Horton scored was like, what, three, four minutes ago in the yeah. game? Oh, oh. It, it was unreal. It was, I've never, I've seen the Garden Rock twice like that, that game. And then when they came back against the Maple Leafs in game seven, when they were down oh, four to one. That three game. I was, yeah, I, I stayed. I had just joined the organization and the, everyone was, everyone left. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not leaving. I want to watch the handshake line. I love it. It's <laughs> yeah. hockey. The season's over. <laughs> And they came back and won. I know. It was unbelievable. It was the Bergeron goal. Yeah, it right? was unbelievable. Yeah. Just Char scored to tie. It, the place was rocking. And then it went to overtime. And from the second the regular uh, ended to overtime, nobody sat down. They just rocked out for 17 yeah. straight minutes. They came on the ice. Bergeron scored. And then and everybody. Well, that went. was like. In it the was crazy. That Tampa game, game seven, the, the place was thumping. All I, night. I, I, shaking. I, and when they scored and it went crazy, they went to commercial and um, you know Bergeron and Marchand was, were skating around the dot. And I could see uh, Bergeron kind of tap Marchand on the on the shin pad. And, Here it comes. And he was like, take a look at what's going on. It was like, wow. Then they played Bob O'Reilly. If, if I could <laughs> explain why I love working in like, how where else can you go to work and get that moment? Oh, jeez. I mean, it, it could happen at a most inopportune moments like too. It's just you know, unbelievable. A Tuesday night at nine thirty right. when you're like about to else? go to sleep, and Marchand has a breakaway on a three-three tie and wins. The place goes crazy. Where else are you going to get that at work? Right. That's my job. Yeah, you know, it's funny because even myself in my own office, sometimes I feel those walls begin to close in. I spent too many years there. You know, I've loved the work that I do, but at the same time, it's time for a new dream, right? Yeah, but I mean, if you think too, but the impact you've probably had on all the folks along the way is. That, oh, yeah. that goes a long way. And like, if you can go to sleep at night knowing that someone's better off because of something you've done for them. And that's yeah. kind of where my mind at a very different level for the sports thing and right. creating memories, but you're creating health, which is yeah. a little bit more important. You know, but in connections too. So, you know, you know, I life coach and I teach people the things that I've learned over a number of years. And especially because of my background in brain and neurology, I kind of teach it to them from how your brain is, what it's doing and what it's controlling. But what I, if I did have, if I do look back someday and I'm not doing any looking back now, I'm yeah. a look back kind of guy, yeah. but I think what you just said is, is probably paramount. It's that it, it wasn't all the people I treated. It was the relationships I developed and how we breathe something into each other's lives. Completely. You know, so it's, an, it's always a, like an open faucet. It goes in two directions, doctor, patient, if you will. And you and I are doctor, patient. Yep. You've given to me, I've given to you, and it's going to continue like this, you know, and, and just for the betterment of everybody else. But every once in a while, it's nice to grab a ticket to a game. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, a little bit of indulgence of for course. all the good work that you do. And I think that's a great message for the youth, not only to get working 
find your resources like your podcast, know your name, know your face, which they can, because if you're listening to this, by the way, and it's just on my Apple podcast, click over onto my YouTube channel and you can watch the video interpretation of this because that'll be pretty cool. You can get a good look at your Yeah, my right face. side, my, my beard. Yeah, I noticed you wore your hat today, so there was no glare off the light. I did, that's right. <laughs> that's right. The kids, the kids, I think with now too, without having a girl, as you know, there's a little going to be a little less up there too as yeah, she gets a little older. Sure. But She's a run for your she's money She's great. I'm, uh, my, son, my son's in trouble. He's, <laughs> she's now moving around. He's in trouble. Yeah, she's a piece she of work. She's going to ball him right over. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm sure you'll be, a, you and your wife are great parents too, but you're good, a great inspirer. So your kids are destined to have the best tools well, thank you. to move forward. You know, I always knew that about you. That's why we've always maintained our relationship. It's just, it's organically simple. No, no. I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's not rocket science, right? Yeah. It's just like, if you, if you have a dream, you get one life, go for it. Right. Go for it. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Like, <laughs> This is going to be over soon. Yeah. And you never know what's going to happen. Like you just don't know where it's going to go. And like, I, like if I'd started 15 years ago, like I said, who knew I would, this is where I would end up. Right. Um, and it's, I have a long way to go, hopefully. Yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah. And I, and people still ask me like, what's next? I have no idea. Yeah. But, no you're lo- but you're loving the journey. But like, yeah, it's yeah. you're on for the ride. Like, I don't know what's next. Who knows? Someone could call me tomorrow and be like, you want to move to Italy? Yep, I'm in. <laughs> Here we go. I, I've seen your pictures of like, uh, uh, yeah. what, what? Now you're in Italy? What the heck yeah, is Yeah, yeah. No, my, my wife, Rachel, she wants to she wants to move there. Uh, my parents are moving there next year. Wow. When they retire. They're going to wow. go live there for three months. Check it out. Maybe uh, have a little place over there. And I hope so, so I can go over there whenever I want. But Well, let me tell you something, my man. That is... My newest dream. I say my new dream. I had a dream and I fulfilled it. And I've always had this background dream that's been building. Yeah. So one of the reasons that I podcast and then I do video and I coach and I speak is because I want to spend time in Italy. I have an Italian passport. I'm an Italian citizen. So with the kids, I want to go and hang out in, in Europe for like There's two, no three months of the summer, right? Better way to distress than right. when you get off the plane. There's two places in the world. I think San Diego. In Italy. Yeah. The old gas lamp just, district. <laughs> yeah. Not maybe down there, but there's something about the people in San Diego. They're just so relaxed. Yeah. Like you get there and you just feel the culture. They're all just like, yeah. Well, they, well, they all just, came from some stressful world. Yeah. We're going along for the ride. There. Yeah. We're going along for the ride. Yeah. We got some seals on the beach. We're going to go surf. <laughs> we're cool. Yeah. But the people of Italy, they know what they're doing. And you know, when you have the right people in your life and that they own a boat, like I don't own a boat because my friends have them. You want to have a friend who owns a boat. That's all. You always want to have the friend who owns the boat. That's it. You know, and I always say to people, you always want a friend who's a doctor. That too. That too. <laughs> they got a problem, you got to call them up. Right. I got to get it wherever I possibly can. But so it's going to be very exciting. Um, I'm going to be making sure that everybody knows about your podcast and about the fact that- Vice versa. Uh, cool. And that who you are, what you're doing, how important it is. And I think it's an awesome opportunity for anybody to catch that weekly update with you guys and stay involved and invested with you. Yeah, we're just we're just two blokes shooting the shit, talking about stuff, having fun. It's nothing serious. It's sports, right? Can't take yourself too serious, but- If two people listen to it and take something away from it that's powerful for them that they can use, fantastic. Chris, will there be any opportunity for those people to, um, you know, to communicate with you and your partner? They have to, yeah. If the, otherwise, it's going to be just he and I talking. So we actually want people to communicate, okay. and then they. What's go the on. best way for them to do that? So they can reach out to us on, <clears throat> excuse me, on LinkedIn or there's on our website frontofficefeatures.com. There's a there's a contact form down there that you can send in a message that you can ask a question. 
that we'll address on the podcast. Okay, that's great. Because that, social, Twitter, Facebook, you know, Instagram, the whole thing, all the thing the kids do now and they TikTok, whatever, YouTube. Yeah, they know how to figure find it out. us everywhere. We're everywhere. What did what did Belichick call it? Some goofy you face or face? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> screw you face. Yeah, it's all, he's like. A, by the way, Bill Belichick knows what Facebook is. Yeah, of course. One of the nice little act. He's the man of. Hey, he knows every detail. Yeah, he's like, oh, uh, face something. Yeah. You know, I bet he knows where Jimmy Hoffa is. Today. I'm probably sure he might have buried him. <laughs> he might have buried him. He might have buried him. He's buried a lot of people in the NFL Probably. that's for sure but, uh, coaches for sure end yeah. of their careers <laughs> absolutely alright so listen let's wrap it up um, I want to say thank you so much obviously for coming this on is, today this is fun yeah we're going to do it again and uh, any opportunity for these young people to jump on board with you guys I would definitely uh, want to put on my little two cents and say anybody that follows you is in the right yeah and if anyone's listening who wants to talk sports in the sports industry because they're interested or need some advice yeah Shoot me a note. You got it. My friend, Chris Valente, thanks for coming on our show today. Thanks for having me. You got it, buddy. Thanks a lot. Later. Ciao.